0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Aridale Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, the Goose Gosker, and if you keep a track at home, this is episode 64 coming at you. Unbelievable when you think all the way back to episode one and two that uh, me and Joel on were doing from the likes of COVID lockdown to doing it outside with airplanes to then finding a studio here, getting sports back and all everything in between. Uh, I'm going episode 64, the Mark Glowinski episode. New offensive guard for the New York Giants. Indianapolis Colts last season coming to the Giants, hopefully laying a new foundation there at the guard position. I've got my co-host, Jolan Bayokwa, with me in the studio. Jolan, sup, dog?
1: Giants won't win a game. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jerry Kramer, right guard for the Green Bay Packers. Um, big legendary play in the Ice Bowl, 11 seasons, two-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, voted number one on the NFL's network list of top, top 10 players to not make the Hall of Fame, stubbed man, Jerry Kramer.
0: That's not a list you want to be on. Probably the only worst list is top players to not win a championship, uh, which we know that list unfortunately runs pretty deep. We've got an awesome guest in the studio, Joe, on for the first time in a while. Uh, it's our good pal, Eric Moltner. Maltner, welcome back to the uh, podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. I'm calling this one my Richie Incognito episode, Raider Legend. Uh, fits the mold well, not a nice guy, probably done some <laughs> jail time before, and uh, he's now retired. <laughs> So, yes, Richie Incognito. Good right. riddance, not a good vibe. Yeah, incognito. good riddance.
0: Maybe Mold's dropping hints here. He's going to go incognito here in a, you know, a couple of weeks. So, if you don't hear from him, he went incognito. <laughs> Joel, I know we got a lot to talk about in the sports world. In the sports world, it just drops stories right into your lap. Figuratively, every week, there's always something to talk about. Let's get it rolling.
1: Um, well, we're going to start with football. We're going to start in the AFC West. No,
0: that's a good sport, I hear.
1: Yeah, so Vegas Insider, obviously, we've been doing the over-unders. Moltner is a Raiders fan. We got him here. Let's do the AFC West. So let's start with the Denver Broncos. They're set at ten and a half at a plus one twenty-five. You guys batting the over or under here. Goose, we'll start with you. Denver.
0: Yeah. I mean somebody in this division, right, has to finish last, technically. And I we're not we're not gonna see a division win 40 games in a season. I just don't think it's gonna come to fruition. I think the Broncos are the odd man out here. I don't think they have a strong receiving core. I know they got Russell Wilson and the mile high and pot, I'm sure. But I'm not really, you know, banking on them. I'm not going to put my money on the Broncos getting over that ten and a half. I'm going under. I think maybe they win eight games.
1: So, you said not a good receiving core. I'd like to differ. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton.
0: Tim Patrick just tore his ACL, though. And Jerry Judy hasn't proven he could be a one. So, right, that's my right. concern.
2: A lot of question marks. Malt, what do you think? Ten and a half here. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the under there as well. I think Goose hit on the head. 40 wins for divisions a lot. I like the other teams more. And I don't think the receiving core is necessarily bad, but I don't think it's DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, right? Receiving core, and I know he was hurt last year, uh, Russell Wilson, but you it didn't look like he was the same guy. And I think it will be—I think it'll affect more with these receivers, a little less space. I mean, you don't—you lose DK. That's—I don't care what anyone says. You lose a 6 five guy that can run a four-two or whatever he runs. You don't have that anymore. Jerry Judy's good. He's not a speed guy though. Drop issues. And uh, what's his face wasn't that great last year. Sutton, he had like a pretty decent year, and I think Tim Patrick and Hurts gonna hurt them a lot. So I'm taking the under. I like their cornerbacks as well too. Sertan, they got a good secondary over yeah, there. Yeah, they got so. Chubb at the D end. He's gonna be good too. But I, know, I think roster wise, they're the fourth best roster. And they're playing in the toughest division in sports right now. Uh, we'll
1: move on. We'll start with you here. The Raiders, your Raiders, are set at eight and a half. What do you think here?
2: Derek Carr, Devontae Adams in town. A Lot going on. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna say over. I think I've said over their wins the last 15 years of my life. Eight and a half just seems really low, which scares me a little bit. That what does Vegas know that I don't? Like why is it why are the Broncos two games higher than the Raiders after the Broncos were not good last year at all? And I know they went from Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson. That's a difference. But the Raiders made the playoffs last year. They had everything with Gruden, Ruggs, that whole nine. They that whole thing. They still won ten games. So we're supposed to be two games worse this year with Devonte Adams. I don't. I don't see it. I don't know. But I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. That's a great point too. I don't buy that either. Raiders played phenomenal football through adversity.
0: Yeah. Why
1: not now on a clean slate? Goose, let's go with you. Raiders eight
0: and a half. Yeah, we'll see. Josh McDaniels' second stint as a head coach in this league, and you know, again, I think for for kind of everybody involved, they hope, you know, he learned from that first stint in Denver. Uh, coincidentally enough, we're talking a lot about him. Uh, I yeah, I'm gonna go over here. I really like Derek Carr. I you know. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but I think he's I think he's an excellent quarterback. He's great in the fourth quarter leading comebacks. I think he's top seven. He's top I, he might be, I think he's top five, actually. He may be even top three and not three. Um, so you know, Derek Carr knows how to get it done when it matters the most. And I mean, you bring in a guy like Devontae Adams, who again you bring him in and they don't have a rela- a prior relationship, you're still like, damn, they got exponentially and marginally better. You talk about these guys love each other. These guys went to college together, which is obviously a a forgotten fact, I would say, among a lot of NFL people before. Fresno State. Yeah, Fresno State all the way up there in uh, California. And, yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome addition. We'll see the whole Darren Waller thing. Uh, You usually see guys come back as soon as they get out of training camp because training camp sucks for all intents and purposes. So, uh, Waller. Hunter Renfro, the 45 year old third year player. Uh, Devontae Adams, who, by a lot of people's measurements, is the best receiver in football. And, you know, you've got others too. You, it, it's just going to be difficult for people to guard them. Uh, you got Josh Jacobs, hopefully healthy, coming out of the backfield. I uh, got a little more t- uh, touches in the Hall of Fame game than I thought he was going to, or that I would expect the running back to have. But for the most part, I expect this team to be over 8.5. And, and I think they could win probably upwards of 11.
2: Yeah, I
1: really like this Raiders team
2: defensively too. Max
1: Crosby's gonna have a phenomenal year. Yeah, they
2: definitely they got better. They got more solid defensively. They got deeper. Their wide their corners are better. Uh, The secondary up tops like the safeties got better. They're just. The floor is lower than it's been in a long time. That roster drop-off is lower than it's been. And I been. feel like
1: rarely do we see this where the biggest question mark is the head coach. But right now, the Raiders on paper, the biggest question mark is the head coach. So it's all on Josh McDaniels to execute yeah. with this roster. That and
2: the right tackle. I don't know what
1: they're doing there. but That's
0: yeah, all right. At least the quarterback can see that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We move on. Goose, we'll start with you here. The L.A. Point. Chargers obviously stacked up. Cleo Mack and company are in town. 10.5 wins, though. Same as the Denver Broncos. They're at plus 110 for that. Over-under Chargers, 10.5.
0: Yeah, it's hard, right? Like, so we're measuring each of these teams individually, but together, collectively, like there's only so many wins that can go around the division. uh, Obviously, because they play each other six times, so uh, that's pretty important to keep in mind. But I think that Justin Herbert, it's time. You know, everybody's been giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not saying that as if he's had crappy years, but but he's got to have this jump that we've seen guys make. He's got to jump into stardom there in L.A. because they need it desperately. We all know they've got about 60 fans or equivalent to the population of Idaho. <laughs> so, you know, they they got he's got to make that stardom leap. And you know what? I think Brandon Staley, a lot was made out of his decision-making last year and how much he went for it on fourth down. I love an aggressive coach. I love a coach that relies on his offense much more than kickers. That's a coach that relies on his analytics. Right, and I love kickers, but... You don't always want them deciding games, you know. Especially when they're not on the field all the time, they may be cold. Who knows? Maybe their eggs were cold at the hotel that morning. I like the char- I like the Chargers to get to 11 wins this year. I-, I think they're, I think they're in a spot. And Khalil Mack, will you know, we'll see. He hasn't. He wasn't the dominant Khalil Mack that we saw, but you know, he's he's still Khalil Mack. There's a lot of respect. That defense is getting better. It's all going to be about how their linebackers play. Their linebacker play was. And I can't believe I'm saying this because the Giants play in the NFL. They were 32nd of 32nd last year. They were just atrocious. They were terrible. Kenneth Murray hasn't been great for them. They got to be better. Boomer. They got to be. Yeah, Boomer sooner. They got to be better in that linebacking core. If they are, they can win 11, potentially 12, and maybe even steal the division. But I think 11 is a good spot for them. And I think Justin Herbert takes that next step as long as Keenan Allen can stay healthy this year. I think Keenan Allen, you know, let's ride and uh, roll from there.
1: uh, cover up a lot of uh, blind spots on the defense, if you will. Maybe fill some holes that he can't even play for, but we'll see. Malt, so. and a half here. Chargers, what do you think for yeah. The Macintown?
2: Yeah, I think 10.5 is the best number for the Chargers that we've gotten. Like I said, I think the Broncos are way under. I think the Raiders are over by a game or two. But I think this 10.5 number is good. I think they're going to sit around 10 or 11 wins. Uh, I'll take the over. I think they win the division. But again, it's weird to me that this Charger team is the same number as the Broncos. Chargers were good last year. Like we said, Herbert, he's on pace. He's improved. You're thinking he's going to make this third step. Khalil Mack's going to be the number two DN on a team for the first time in his career. because Bose is going to get all the chips, the double teams. Can't double both sides of the ball. Uh, the Like you said, the linebacker core has been bad, but the rush is going to be quicker. They got J.C. Jackson to add on the outside. Derwin James healthy. Yeah, Derwin James is going to be healthy. That team, on paper, is like, amazing. Like Every position group, there's a name. Like, there's a guy at every single position that everyone that watches football knows. So, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I think Herbert might be uh, the best quarterback in football other than Patrick Mahomes in the next five years. I hope he's not. I pray he's not. But the Raiders beat him in a must-win in Week 17 last year. So, show some respect.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, we
2: have the agreement,
1: double unders, double overs for uh, all teams considered. Malt, we'll start with you right now. Chiefs also sit at 10.5. Maybe Vegas looks at the division. I don't know what to do.
0: No, this is Vegas playing playing your mind. Yeah. Three teams all set at the same over under. Literally impossible. Good luck. Yeah. Choose, and choose, and
2: choose the Raiders chance. are two games lower than everyone right. else. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Very weird. I, I don't get it. Uh, the Chiefs, I'm taking the under here. But they're something like crazy under for the day. Uh, You saw the offense last year for the Chiefs. They took away the big plays. They had to get Patrick Holmes to dink a dunk. He doesn't like to do it, which I don't blame him. He's got that monster arm. Juju. I don't know. Is he that? Is he Is he a number 1? It's like a solo number 1? If he's not, does Kelsey still get open as much as he does? Do you double Kelsey a lot more now? Yes. Is that defense any better? That defense was not good last year. Like I've been saying to people, I could still see them playing the same football games 37-34, but they're, I think they might be losing 37-34 now instead of winning 37-34. Very good point. Goose, what do
0: you think? Ten and a half here. Yeah, this is tough. By the way, point on the Chargers. Good point about Derwin James. I forgot he was there. I hope he stays healthy because yeah. I don't want him to be one of the bigger what ifs that yeah. we've seen, especially in this generation, uh, how special a talent he is. Now, with the Chiefs, this is hard. Uh, this is tough. I think they win 10 games. I think they win 10 games because Andy Reid's a good coach and Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in football. And. Yeah, they don't like to dink and dunk, but may I I don't know, maybe this off season they've kind of I, I don't know. That feels a little added mark
1: Scantling. I know he's got Juju. the big
0: arm, but it feels childish to me. I just want to score big plays. Yeah. That's great. Everybody in their mother <laughs> in the history of the world has wanted to do that in a football field. So maybe they grew up a little bit this off season or, or kind of opening up to it maybe. But they're gonna have to. You're right. I would double Travis Kelsey. I wouldn't let Travis Kelsey get off the line yeah. without two guys hitting him. Make Andy Reid put him off the ball in order to get free releases, and go from there. Play your, you know, play your odds. I don't know how, I don't really know how good Juju is, yeah. uh, to be honest with you. You know, Ben Roethlisberger hides a lot of deficiencies with receivers. I think can he be good? Yeah, Valdez Scantling. You know, <laughs> I mean, you talk, about, you talk about, you talk about Tyree Hill. Who's got to go from Mahomes mm-hmm. to Tua? Valdez scaling goes from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the dude's living the life That's out it, here. I mean, come on. This isn't fair. But uh it'll you be can't interesting.
1: It's really looks awful. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So. Yeah. It'll be uh it'll be interesting. And we'll see. Do they go to, more to a run game this year? You know, they've got that big, powerful offensive line. Maybe they can move people, make it a little bit easier, open up those shot plays. Mahomes gets five big or six.
2: Backs, though, right? They still just got C E H or whatever? Yeah, that?
0: Clyde Edwards
2: a uh, Alaire, uh, yeah. So they don't. Look at have the that kid
0: from Rutgers too. That they say is going to make the team. I oh, his name. I actually I saw some stuff on him. He's super fast yeah. too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, Andy
2: Reid will find a way for that guy to be really good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that's it's bad though. Actually. Yeah, Let's with get spags. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just they don't have that much. I mean, they lost Tyron Matthew now. Yeah, they signed they're, what's they're his raging.
0: name? Justin Reid. Justin Reid, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. good
2: too. But I do Tyron Matthew, to me personally, the best guy over the top. In a long time.
0: The Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He, he was, was able to do everything. Super Bowl. He like, just creates yeah. turnovers. Yeah.
2: Picks, intercept, like fumbles. He just figures out a way to get the ball. Yeah, we'll so, see. 10 and a half, What
0: do you think? I go under. I go under. I think they'll win. I think they'll win nine or ten. It's the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes respect factor. But it, dude, this division's hard. Like, it, yeah. there's no real. I I can't sit here and tell you that I'm. So confident, like the Packers. I like, I'll take the Packers in the North. I know they've lost Devontae Adams, still taking them in the in the NFC North. This division, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'll take the no. I think whoever wins the division has got to, got to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl just because you're going to be battle tested more than anyone else. You're playing six playoff games during the regular season, not including the out of division games, like, unless you're injured. They're going to be ready to roll against anybody. Well, that's the whole biggest thing. They
1: might be injured because of how hard. Yeah, their and that's is. possibility. But yeah, I said, if you like, come out of there healthy, they might be limping to the finish line. you yeah, that went that division. You're
2: going to be used to big time games. So down the stretch, every division game's already big for every team, but especially when you're playing like you know, just Raiders, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. That's a bigger game week fourteen than it's been in the past now. So that basically wraps up the AFC West.
0: And that that to me, Joel, on real quick before we get out of the AFC West. That's the separator. Who walks out of this division the healthiest? And the other thing, too, which is people might think this is actually backwards, but it's with what we've seen in NFL history, it's it's actually the right train of thought, is whichever team gets out of here is going to be battle-tested and battle-scarred. They're probably not getting the bye, and we've seen what the bye has done to teams in the playoffs. Still will be a 2, 3, or 4 seed, which is probably the best thing for them is to keep playing and keep going as opposed to get that bye and uh, obviously, with injuries and stuff like that, that may change. But yeah, they they are going to be. That's going to be who, whoever stays healthiest, I, I think is one of is one of the leading factors into who wins the division.
1: So that wraps up the AFC West officially. Uh, a couple teams over, a couple teams under. Like you guys said, it's going to be a battle-tested division. Whoever walks out of there is probably going to be favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of health. Uh, let's move on to NFL stuff. Uh, the Watson here, the Watson hearing. Excuse me. He has now publicly apologized and what seems scripted. Um, fellas, you got any takes on this? What do you think the NFL is gonna do? Roger Goodell appeals. Well
0: the uh the apology looks better for his lawsuit, uh, once he sues the NFL. Uh so for those of you who don't know, Deshaun Watson has been as so let's take this all the way back. He has sought out sixty-six different masseuses in a seventeen month time frame. It was it has been accused of sexual assault against thirty of them. And has gone, uh, there's a lawsuit out with 24 of them. Uh, he has settled with, I believe, 23 of the 24. And I believe the one he hasn't settled yet is the original woman that first came out. And the NFL has this new process now where the decision on punishment goes to an independent arbitrator, Sue L. Robinson. She's, she takes in the case. It's a three-day thing. She makes her decision, levies a penalty. The NFL can then appeal. If the NFL appeals, the power goes to Roger Goodell. And in this case, Roger Goodell said, I don't want the power. So he passes it off to ex-New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey, who now is uh, laid with this case, although I understand he's got an expertise in laying down punishment on uh, domestic, uh, domestic abusers uh, or sexual assaulters, I believe would be the word. Here, So, Sean Watson, Sue L. Robinson gave him six games, no fine. Uh, The NFL did appeal, obviously. They had three days to do so. They appeal. Now, Peter C. Harvey has this on his desk, and he is going to levy a decision, I would imagine, Joel, on here soon uh, as we get closer to the regular season. The Watson camp has said, and I know this is a mouthful, the Watson camp has said that they'll accept eight games and a $5 million fine at the absolute worst. The NFL is saying a slam dunk for a year-long suspension. I don't know about any fines there, but if they go the year long, the Watson and the PA are going to sus- are going to sue the NFL. They're going to try to get you know this whole thing where he might actually be able to play Week One and most of the season while this court proceeding goes on. It's a giant mess and mold. This is the, the for the NFL. It's just a disaster. It, it really is on all levels on all accounts here. Watson, the league, Sue Robinson. Um, I think it's a it's a failure on the Texans for what they've done. And the league's PR team as a whole, which we've known the NFL can just run itself. But if you're gonna have a PR team in there, could you be good? Could you could you like try for once once in, you know, the last twenty years? I just don't get it. But it it is a disaster for the NFL right now and they gotta figure this out. So
1: yeah, so what I was gonna say is, um, Cleveland Browns obviously in a weird spot sports wise. What happens now if Watson
2: has to sit the year, Mo? What do you think? They go out for Jimmy G or what? Uh, I think the best thing to do would be just try to tank, eat the bullet. You know, I mean, I mean, it's stupid, but like get a good pick and hopefully you can run with that. Uh, just to really quick on the Watson thing, I hope the amount of games to me, it's like as long as he's not playing week one, six, eight, none of it's enough. I'd like to see him get fined a ton of money, make him hurt a little bit. We were talking before. He's making two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. I don't need this guy to be in the top one percent of humans on Earth in money. After what he did, find him a lot. Figure it out. Get the woman some money. Uh, but yeah, if I'm the Browns, I don't trade for Jimmy G. I, I tank for another year, get a good pick. But you rock with, Jaco- with Jacoby
1: Brissett. Who's, yeah. What do you think? Here, what do the Browns do? Yeah,
0: you'll be a- the problem. Is you'll be average. Like I think Jacoby Brissett can with that roster because they've got a good they've got a good roster outside mm-hmm. of. You know, outside of Deshaun, and even you know when Deshaun plays, he, we know he's a good quarterback. But that's obviously not the situation we're talking about here. That roster is good enough to be average, which would be a problem yeah. because that would mess with the whole tanking situation. I don't know. I I don't know where the Cleveland Browns brass is at. Like I don't know where you know well, if they're in win now mode. I could easily see them trading for Jimmy G and saying we got to go we got to get to the postseason. We just went to the postseason two years ago with a guy we just traded away because we found his replacement and did it openly, publicly, right in front of his face. And he hates the organization now. Baker Mayfield I'm obviously talking about. I don't know. But I don't Jimmy know.
1: Jimmy G is good. That's tough luck. And yeah. I think the opposite. They're not just average. I think they're a quarterback away from being really good, really special. Well, yeah, but team. I
0: think that's what brings you back to average is yeah. the fact that you would be, in theory, with Jacoby Brissett, you're missing that quarterback. The line's
2: there. The run game is there. Yeah, though. they added Amari Cooper. They you know, like they basically replaced Odell pretty easily. defensive line is
1: solid, obviously.
2: Yeah. and uh, But I think it's t- – my promise by the back of quarterback, Then you trade for – say you trade for Jimmy G, they make the playoffs, they win a game, lose the second round. So now you got to convince your fan base again that your best option is a serial sexual assaulter. Like, it's a tough sell again. Like, why not Jimmy G? Like, he's a, the worst thing he's done is went on a date with someone. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean?
1: Or go to a Super Bowl too. Yeah, exactly. Playoff yeah. credentials. So. so
2: I don't know. I I would try to avoid. Just make yourself look bad. Like if they're if they go six and ten without Deshaun Watson, like make everyone be like, all right, the Browns they they did their year punishment and maybe try to get past. like if they make the playoffs again, people are still gonna hate them for what they did. Like yeah. Yeah. it's like now you you did it without this guy, so why are you signing this guy to all this money? Like exactly. show sure, you don't need this exact man to do this. But yeah,
0: the fun part is watching them try to play the victim. They're like, did, did, if this was any other organization, you guys wouldn't be talking about Deshaun Watson. And I'm like, no, that's just not true. No we're one humans. dislikes like, the Browns part. Like want right? yeah. Well,
1: like, no. See, this is the thing. John Mara publicly stated, will you sign Watson? He said, no, we're not going after that. Period. Yeah. That's what a good organization you think would do, just not give themselves this headache. Yeah. Right, but the, the Giants Browns are on are the, the best opposite. example. They invited everything that's coming to them. The
0: Giants are on the best example because they wouldn't sign a guy that smoked pot when he was 13 years old. <laughs> like The Giants like immediately take him off the draft board. <laughs>
1: He's a little young. Got a Who cares?
0: <laughs> you understand the point, but uh, that's, yeah, I mean, you know, the Browns, yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people feel bad for them. That organization's been cursed ever since the Jim Brown fumble, way back before colored television. And so, yeah, ever since then, and then you have the drive with uh, Elway, destroyed their, their lives, and they've been pretty garbage ever since. So, And we know how bad they've been. They've gone winless uh, this century, these last, you know, that was what, a few years ago?
1: What this tells me about the Browns it's a top-down problem. Guys in the front office, guys of ownership, shareholders, what, what have you. It's obviously a problem within the organization from the top down. A similar team that has had problems from the top down who's recently fixed it but seems to still have big problems are the New York Jets. What has happened over this past preseason week?
0: Yeah, so the Jets' biggest fear has come to fruition, and their star quarterback, or believed to be star quarterback, Zach Wilson, has gotten injured uh, in their first preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a non-contact knee injury. Uh, The thought was the night before, too, you even had physicians calling it or chiming in on Twitter about it, saying they thought it was a torn ACL. And the Jets, unlike the Mekhi-Becton situation, where they were optimistic going in, got the MRI, and it was season-ending. With Zach Wilson, it was the other way around. Fears were that he tore his ACL. MRI comes back, and he's got a a meniscus tear, Jolan. And uh, unfortunately, I've dealt with that a couple times Uh, and playing football on it and from what I understand he the meniscus cannot be repaired where the tear is so they're just going to go in and basically like think think of like a nail filer they're just going to file the the nail or in this case the meniscus down they're just going to get that piece off there's a couple reasons why they would do this um you know the repair first of all the repair recovery is four to six months and that's they got to go in and they got to sew it back together and you know, all that kind of stuff. This one, it's kind of, you trim it. You don't necessarily need it as much. Or the other thing is, is depending on where the tear is in the knee, sometimes there's not enough blood flow to get there. So it won't actually heal if you repair it. So, which is actually fortunate here for Zach Wilson, because the recovery, instead of four to six months, it's now two to four weeks. And through those injuries, you get to week three and you're ready to go. And so, the Jets avoid what was what was going to look like a disaster, right? This is the first year Joe Douglas and Robert Sala—they've got this talent around Zach Wilson—and they they were they were inches away from a disaster.
1: Well, let's take a step back. Let's look at the whole AFC right now. It's a big hole. Sure. Do you rush Zach Wilson back, Molt? Do you think all right? We are a playoff team this year. This is our year. Our quarterback needs to be here by week three for us to be competitive. Or do you look at the rest of the AFC and go, huh, maybe let's not rush this? What do you think?
2: So, I don't know know that much about the meniscus itself. It's a thing where, like, if he plays, he has a chance to, like, really mess it up and, like, a big injury is ahead of him. I'm not positive. But I think he's got to be out there just because he's a year-two quarterback. And if you want this guy to be good, like, the growing pains have to occur to be great. Like, no, at least very few quarterbacks that are great come in are just great, like, other than Mahomes that are good year one, year two, you know I mean? I like kind of did it, won a Super Bowl real quick. Yeah, well, Brady, are right, the greatest ever, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, Manning was the most interceptions as a rookie and all that, all that stuff. You got a growing pains in the Jets, the Jets. Like, you need this guy out here to grow, see stuff happen and occur. But, at the same time, I, like, we'll probably talk about it a little bit. I'm not a big preseason guy. I don't know if I, he should have been out there week one. He, I'll tell you what he shouldn't have been doing is scrambling for a first down in, in the first week of a preseason game. That's a conversation you got to sit them down and all your guys down and be like, hey, fellas, listen, throw the ball out of bounds. Like, if there's bigger battles to occur down the road. But just real quick for all the Jeff fans that might be listening here, don't overlook the fact that he threw an interception to a linebacker in the first possession that uh, I probably watch guys throw in like recess in middle school. The <laughs> linebackers sit curl flat. Like, if you ever played Madden, you know the linebackers sit curl flat. The guys picked them off 6'2, 210 pounds. All right? You're hard to miss them out there.
0: Oh, boy. Bruce, what well, do you
1: think right here? Do, do you rush Zach Wilson back to being a New York Jet by week three? Here's the
0: thing. This, see, this is where the Jets' schedule really kicks him in the tailpipe Here is There's no like good time for Zach Wilson to come back in those first three weeks. I believe they opened with the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. Neither None of those defenses, I'm like, you know what? This is the time for our guy to come back from injury. That's a rough start. That right? is a brutal start. So, good luck with that. Um, and... To just Do
1: you rush him back?
0: I I don't. I don't. He's just he's the key to your franchise. You so you say. So you're yeah. marrying. And, you know, it's just
1: even even with the fact that Joe Douglas might be on the hot seat if they don't start winning football
2: games. Do uh, you think he's on the hot seat?
1: I feel like I don't know. Eventually you have to start progressing this thing on wins. The win loss margin I, has to matter. And I and, I agree. And Joe Douglas has taken steps to get there, but it hasn't progressed into wins. So maybe you give it to a guy that likes to win games and that already yeah, has an established but, roster. And
2: I agree with that. But the one thing I would argue against it is: has he made a bad move yet? Has he made a move that you're like, this, like this. I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson Zach not pan out. It's a four-year loss of your franchise. But he hasn't signed, like, a left tackle to a huge deal that got hurt. Or right. an Odell in the Browns where it's like, this guy is not producing and at all, he's And drafted he's drafted really us. well, to his credit. Yeah, I mean, I mean like Becton, like, it's easy to say that. But he's got hurt. Like, you can't draft guys that get hurt. Right. You know, Elijah Moore looks really good. Michael Carter, I thought really good, and now they have a running back. They're saying looks better than him in camp. Like he's doing the things, and I agree. At certain point, it's like, hey, we have to start winning and making the playoffs, or you got to go. But I, right now, I think he's pretty, pretty good in a in a seat area because he hasn't done anything where you're like, wow, like, like signing Deshaun Watson and not making the playoffs in two years, that's fireable. That's like we're doing this and not winning, something like that. You know, you go, uh, I don't know what else compared to, but you spend money and you don't win, I could see that. But I, I feel like the, he's making a lot of good moves.
0: And the win loss thing is a step below him they would fire solid first before they would get rid of joe douglas in this scenario so yeah and and, you know i think we we see it in you know it's becoming more prevalent in high schools now when and and in jobs sometimes you see it mentorship programs i think the baseball teams need to partner with the quarterbacks in their respective cities these guys got to learn how to slide yeah it's time it's time i'm tired of seeing it we don't need to see it. Stop fighting for extra yards. Especially you mentioned right in the preseason game one. You're not a tough guy. You don't become Rocky Balboa and Rocky Four just because you ran over somebody. Same thing with Daniel Jones. That neck injury last year was self inflicted. Literally tried to run over a middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Good luck. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Uh so it's, uh, it's just nuts. Yeah, it's not. A
2: lot of guys have that problem. Burrow had that problem last year, too. There's a couple of clips of, like, uh, someone mic'd up in Burrow saying, like, i got to learn how to slide and try to get yeah. hit. And it's not, like, a hard thing to do to learn how no. to slot. No. And the guys that do it, like, the guys that
1: avoid getting hit, had long careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see it. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. avoids getting hit. Yeah,
2: sliding all the time. Yeah. He's had a
1: solid career. So we move forward, obviously, with the Jets and all that stuff going on to the Giants. Goose, you've been to yep. a Giants training camp recently. What's been going on with that? Do you have any information on how we might do? I've heard Kenny Galladay might be bad. What's going on?
0: Dude, this team's going to win four games. Absolute bare maximum. Or, no, <laughs> not bare minimum. But that But Absolute, absolute max. Absolute max is four wins. This team up and down this roster. I don't care how much you're from New York and New Jersey, and you tell me, well, listen, I've seen a lot of Aaron Robinson. I've seen a lot of Saquon. These they have a bottom five roster in this league, and again, a lot of it is they have to walk back the Gettleman contracts that he signed the John that are atrocious. Years. The yeah. Jonathan get you Stewart, fired. like
2: Kenny Galladay gets right. you fired. Like that's a contract that gets you fired.
0: That's a contract that, and and by the way, in training camp, he's not much bigger of a presence now than he was last year. So yeah. a zero touchdown you know, presence.
1: So that's saying something.
0: It's yeah. uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. It just. It's not going to be pretty if you're a Giant fan. I think what you're looking for as a Giant fan is instead of losing 35-7, could you lose 35-28? Could you make teams kick that game-winning field goal, maybe be tied towards the end? Just be more competitive. And I think next year when they get all the cap space, that's when you can really sit there and say you got to go full head, and then we could start addressing what Shane and what they can do. Because they walked into a situation where ownership says – no, no, we're keeping this guy. He he's our quarterback. Instead of saying here's the keys like they are supposed to, that's John Mara. That's a whole different podcast. But uh, they got to figure it out, man. They got to figure it out. This team does not look good. Defense. We don't have the corners to run a Wink Martindale defense. Air Robinson got burnt worse than to- than the toast I put in the toaster this morning against the Patriots. The dude got they targeted him four times. Had three catches. One was a taunting penalty. He got a defensive holding penalty on a touchdown he led up to. In the first preseason game of the year. That's a lot. I mean, he did. Four plays, just... four mistakes? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
2: I got a question for you guys, those Giant fans. Oh, God. Saquon comes out, looks great for the first six weeks. Trade him?
1: No. Here's what you do. Yes. You, you abuse Saquon all the way down to nothing because it's a new regime and they have no ties to him. So you run him 245 times to make your team and make your coaching staff look presentable, and then you let him go for nothing. Swear, that's the only strategy we have to look decent.
2: You do know, how to trade him, you're like, say that's nah, great. You, you might have to trade second him. round, you know, out obviously, of
1: him? obviously, being some sort of like <laughs> uh, Facetious. uh, there. but like, yeah, if he's doing well, you trade him, if but you, you abuse him those first six weeks. Oh, games, yeah, you gotta okay? use him
0: if you get value out of him. And, and listen, if he's healthy through six weeks, you know, we'll see. But I, I would, if you got va- if you can get value back for him, absolutely, because he's gonna walk for nothing. Because as we know on this podcast, I don't pay running backs. Yeah.
2: What value, what's what's the value worth get, getting for him? Like, do you trade him? Second rounder, Max? I'd trade him for a third. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, i trade the, him for a third. Third rounder, I'd settle for him. What about Max nope. second. Now nah. A fourth? Nah. You let him walk for nothing over yeah. fourth? Yeah. Yeah, just because
1: of how much you could get for him value-wise. Well, you still take it Saquon. Like, if you're the owner, you've got to be thinking to yourself, all right, that's the only attraction yeah, so you're
2: say so you're one in five, six weeks in. People aren't be. coming. Well, one generous, I think. I'm saying, so one in five. Saquon looks real good though. He's got six touchdowns, He's mean, rushing yeah, you for a hundred yards, at point, tear four to six
1: games. You have to tank at that point, tear it down. Like the, the GM, the, the head coach, and the best call the you Warriors. get a fourth. Are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. Just because you're gonna get nothing for him. Yeah. Like, but then again, who calls? Like, which teams need the running Chiefs. backs? The Chiefs
2: might call. Jeez, my God. That's my biggest fear I think about that Before I go to bed every night Yeah She's going Saquon <laughs> Yeah Because yeah, I'll have the best career Him ever. or Odell Those are my thoughts In my head oh, Odell's
1: still on the market yeah. yeah no You trade Saquon And I feel like It's not even like A good riddance It is a good buy Because he has been So good for us But like at the same time We're not going to cry tears. like So yeah You trade Saquon
0: uh, all those little kids with his jersey are gonna cry real tears. Yeah. So long. I can promise you <laughs> that. But the
1: Giants jersey the past ten years, you deserve it,
0: dude. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I went to Fan Fest a couple of weeks ago, and there was about maybe maybe under ten percent of the jerseys I saw are guys that are actually on the team now. You want to
2: show your hand it's going? crazy.
0: Yeah. There's just nobody on the team that's
2: like secure, secure. Yeah. You know, Worth I celebrating. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to buy that
2: jersey and the guy get traded like uh, it's know, a year later. Like that's all my Raider jerseys
0: are. Did that happen to me with the Gram? The missed a year. I bought his jersey, missed a year. Yeah, and it's it's tough. What yeah. the heck?
1: I mean, the Gram's also one of the best ever. That's why that's solid to buy. Right that's now.
0: why I'm going to buy retro stuff. Like <laughs> I'm going to get like the the Giants came out with their blue retro jerseys. I'll get an LT one. Yeah. LT is not going to. Come out of retirement and start messing with his reputation. He might have right? a headline pop up. Yeah, yeah. I right, right, right. <laughs> might. Get some cases. Yeah. Yeah. go with a left half. Right. Go
2: someone safe. Who's the guy that married Coughlin's daughter?
0: Oh, what's his name? Chris. Chris Smith. Smith. Yeah, get him. I was like Chris. Smith. Yeah. David was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs>
2: something like
0: that. O'Hara was pretty good too. So, but yeah, Joel on it's it's not going to be pleasant if you're a Giant fan. At least win loss record, and uh, you got to look forward to the future and a and a new quarterback hopefully and. You know, the worst part is is the top two quarterbacks coming out next year come from two schools that don't produce great high quality quarterbacks. So, you know, that's something yeah. to always look forward to.
1: That's always been gibberish to me. I know like we slander Ohio State and Alabama,
2: but like it's up to coaching staff to develop their guys. That's, right, but like, their quarterback Jordan stinks Long, well, what's the Bama kid, not Jordan Love, that's the pack quarterback. What's yeah. the Bama kid's name? Bryce uh, Young. Bryce, Bryce Young? Young. He's tiny, dude.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's small... Wilson tiny.
2: Yeah.
0: Great, If I had a dollar for every time I heard that about a quarterback coming out in the draft the Tyler last ten Murray's years, tiny. yeah, on, there's more guys. Yeah, here. and now he's fighting with his head coach they and need, calling plays. They and need to make him study film. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah they took more, that out of the contract. More, though, yeah, yeah. they did
2: that, but still, but, I don't know, that, that Band was like just small. Yeah. He's like not even like his height. He's just like a skinny guy too. It scares me. So uh, let's wrap
1: up uh, NFL with offense rookie of the year predictions. Obviously, a ton of talent across the board. Sky Moore with the Chiefs. The list goes on. Before I start listing all the names, Goose, who do you think wins Offensive Rookie of the Year? Super early predictions.
0: I'll go Dark Horse only because Evan Neal's not eligible because offensive linemen have zero statistics. Uh, I'll go off the board here. I'll go Christian Watson, the receiver out of Green Bay. Uh, with Devontae Adams, it's big hole to fill, and uh, he played in the same colors in college as he's playing in right now, and he's got Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. So, uh, and Rodgers has gone back-to-back MVPs, just came off with of some psychedelic drugs and some – uh, cleansing of the rear end over this off season. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he's in line for a third. I don't know. But if he is, I think Christian Watson's a big part of it. And, you know, why not? It's off the board a little bit. Got Mo. Well, I'm
2: going. I'm going way out there for this one. I'm going Kenny Pickett. Hands up winning the job before it's all over. They come out. They play pretty decent. He's got, like we talked about, he's got enough weapons that put up numbers. He's got three above average receivers. Well, I guess two. And then the rookie this year. They got a really good running back. If he is anywhere decent and he gets to play over Trubisky, he's got numbers he could put up. Uh, myself, I'm going to go with Chris Olave from uh, the Saints. I feel like
1: Jameis Winston bounced back here. 45 touchdowns, 5K yards. We're Don't here. know
2: about that, but I like the fact, I like <laughs> the
1: Saints offense. Could be good.
0: We do um, you got, so you got yeah, John?
1: Trubisky wraps up the NFL. Let's move on to the MLB. It's funny, I just got a Chris Watson's available update on my phone. So he's he out. Now. So he was out. No, That's no, available? Chris Watson. <laughs> was out. Uh, he's uh, upgraded It's the first like guy people. in Tinder form. Yeah. We move on to MLB. Um let's, well, you're in house. Let's start bagging on the Yankees a little sure. bit. Eighteen and twenty two over the last forty games. Two and nine since trading Joey Gallo. True. What do you think's going on here? Are you worried?
2: Uh you gotta the, be. The panic button, uh I'd say it's out of it's out of the uh the garage, it's into the house, but it's not on the table yet. I don't have it out. I don't have it unsealed. Yeah, it's it's around. Uh, the biggest thing is the nine outs at the end of the the end of the game. The staff hasn't been as, the staff was great to start the year. The, the starting pitching was great. It hasn't been great lately. But it hasn't been bad, but it's been the last so 18 and 20 the last 40 games have all came down that seventh inning, seventh, eighth, ninth. and we lost Michael King, lost Chad Green early in the year. Chapman hasn't been himself this season. Holmes is now coming back to reality. It's getting nine outs. It's the hardest thing to do in sports, I think those especially the ninth inning, those last three outs. Uh, Met fans, are getting a good dose of fun right now with Diaz just coming in and striking everyone out. But uh, yeah, and uh, the offense—we're not putting up eight, nine runs a game anymore. So now we're playing three, two, five, five, four, four, three baseball games. And when you struggle to get nine outs, you're not going to win. But I'll tell you what: eighteen and twenty-two, four games under in a forty-game stretch isn't terrible. It's it's bad when you start the season. 50 and 1, it felt like we were at one point.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're still 72 and 42, still right up there with the best. Yeah,
2: exactly. Imagine going four games under in a 40 game stretch, and the Mets are only, what, two games better than us? Yep. Yeah. You know, so it's it's all right. We'll be all right. It's well, one of
1: these things. Now, Goose, are you panicking? If you were a Yankees fan or you're a Mets fan, of course. But what do you think right here? What's the optics? Oh, What's hold on. Like
2: before Goose goes in, we have a 10 game lead in the division. It's not like it's not worth <laughs> really battling for the division. Well, here. Like, not
1: even the division you're looking at. Now you, you've punched your ticket to the playoffs. Can you withstand the postseason?
2: No, I'll tell you what i I have zero, no real panic. The playoffs are locked in. Yeah, like. We're not missing are the 100%, playoffs. 100%.
1: Yeah, we're like, looking at the big. The pitchers, Mets might joke around and end games. up playing the Padres in the first round. Well, if you're a bad team right now, we're not talking about you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're with the best of them. So, Goose, what do you think? What are the options <laughs> of the Yankees over the past forty games, moving forward?
0: It's a tough stretch, man. Right? Like, and I know we, you know, joking about the Mets only being two games better. Mets had a bad stretch there in June. You know, they played a tough West Coast trip, started losing a bunch of guys, limped into the All Star break, even limped out of the All Star break until Alonzo hits the home run against uh, Musgrove in the seventh. On uh, that Sunday night baseball game coming right out of the All Star break. How do you remember that? I mean, that's that's what jump started the Mets into the run that they're on. But in terms of the Yankees, I, I'm not concerned. I'm not, I'm not. They're literally Aaron Judge is going to set the record for home runs in a season, the real record over yeah, Roger that's Maris. What I'm saying, the real and he's been their entire offense. Connor Falefa now hitting a home run. It's good for him. It's good for his confidence. Uh, and, and there's a lot going on in the bullpen. You're right. Uh, I know. Unfortunately, way now some Mets fans know way too much about that. Uh, outside of Diaz. Everybody else has kind of been uh, rocking the boat a little bit. I still don't necessarily – Adovino's been really good too, but I don't – you know, he's been – he's susceptible to the home run ball. Oh, yeah. Don't and, piss and, you guys off him, no yeah. Lie, yeah. So, uh, I'm not worried about the Yankees, Jolan. Uh, Rizzo's been banged up. Stanton obviously hasn't played since the All-Star break. I don't know what he did in the All-Star game to get to hurt his Achilles for as long as he has, but uh, he'll come back. Carpenter will be back in September. Bader will be back in September. Uh will be a good guy off the bench for them. Even spots start out there in center field. You know, it's just going to be it's going to be the pitching staff. Uh, you know, the pitching staff was so good in that in that really early season run, and and it's re- that's really hard to sustain for an entire season. I, I would I would dare to say it's impossible to sustain that for an entire season, especially when you know. Let's be honest, that was a question mark coming into the year. I don't think anybody's questioning the Yankees' uh, um, starting lineup. I think they were you know questioning their pitchers and stuff like that. And we'll see if Garrick uh, Garrett Holt can settle in a little bit here. Frankie Montas, obviously, coming over from Oakland. Nasty Nestor, as he's been all year. Severino might come back. Does he go to the pen? Does he, you know, stay as a starter? Who knows? Herman. All these guys. Uh, Mer- uh, what's his name? Uh, Rob- uh, what's his name? The bullpen guy. That uh, the Yankees can't call up right now because Abreu doesn't have options. Oh
2: yeah, Rob, the uh, Jersey kid, Marinaccio yeah, or whatever uh, his, a, his name Italian is. Yeah. Name, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Tom um, River kid, I believe from Tom's River.
0: Yeah, that he is, and uh, so you know he he he'll come up. I'm sure come October, mm-hmm. uh, as each team gets an extra position player and, uh, uh position uh, position player and a and an arm. So I would imagine he comes up uh, probably before then. But yeah, I'm not concerned about the Yankees. Not yet. It's August, you know, yeah. and, and you're right. There's still ten games up. They've had this tough stretch. And there's still ten games up. The the Blue Jays have gained what? Two, I think two games in that stretch? Like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like that, yeah. it's absurd. If the if the Blue Jays were charging one fifteen of their last sixteen and are four back of the Yankees, yeah, I might be like, Damn, this is uh getting pretty interesting. Yeah. But ten game lead, Blue Jays can't seem to figure it out. I got no no concern for the Yanks.
1: Let's go from the AL New York team to the NL New York team. Let's talk about the Mets, twenty seven and thirteen over the last forty. Been on a hot streak like you've mentioned. Goose, what have the Mets done so far? Are you like?
0: Uh, they've played good baseball. That's that's generally what I like. But no, they it started Joel on where the strength of this team was at the beginning of the year, and it's their starting staff. And since they've got Jacob deGrom back, you throw Max Scherzer one night, DeGrom the next night, Bassett's no scrub in the three hole. Carrasco looks like he was ten years younger again. Taiwan Walker's been ridiculous, and you know what? The bullpen's held up for now, and I think the Mets are excited because you've got arms like David Peterson, who's been a starter all year. He'll go to the pen; he'll be a lefty arm out of there. Tyler McGill's going to come back in September and be a lefty arm out of, or he's going to be a big power arm out of there, the righty. And so, you know, I think if you're the Mets, that pitching staff is is what has shown in years past to win in October, and if they can keep these guys healthy. You know, I, I think I said it the other day. I think they, I think their ceiling is the NLCS, if Degrom or Scherzer were to go down. Uh, but with them both, I, I think the sky's the limit, and because they can just, they can get you off to a two-zero series lead right out of the gate, and it's hard to come back from in the postseason. So, and the lineup's been pretty good. Lindor has been so much better than what he was last year. I think at this time we were talking about. So they just revoke his contract and take all the money back that he steal from the Mets? All this stuff. Pete Alonso is becoming an everywhere hitter. Uh, used to be pull and home runs, and you know now he's spraying the ball, uh, spraying the ball over the ballpark. He's got 97 RBIs on the year, so uh, the lineups really come together. Starling Marte is worth every penny of the four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal they gave him. And uh, yeah, you got guys. It's weird because you've got those big guys in the lineup, and then you've got guys like a, like a Brandon Nimmo. Uh like Edwin Diaz, who are playing for contracts this year. You've got the catcher situation with Nito and McCann, who both know that Alvarez is coming up next year as their starting catcher. He's right on their heels. This is this is their shot to get it done. And you know, they, they they gotta pull through. But again, they got the next few games against the NL East, two big series against the Braves on the road and in Philadelphia. It's gonna be huge for them. It's gonna there's there's no ifs or buts about it. But if they can keep rolling like they have Joel on, go ten and two in that stretch, nine and three, or no nine and two or ten and one something like that in this stretch, they can put the NL East to bed before we even get to the end of August. So they gotta keep rolling here. And their September schedule is uh, softer than Charmin. So we gotta keep it rolling.
1: Well, what do you think right now? Are you scared of the Mets? What's going on?
2: Uh yeah no the Mets are good and like goo said I mean you get Degrom game one, Scherzer game two. No one wants to play that. I don't care who you are. I don't, the Yankees, I don't want to see that one-two punch in the World Series, you know. No, Dodgers don't want to see it. No one wants to see that. But, um, and Alonzo, I think, is the biggest piece of this team this year. Last year, he wasn't great. He was good his rookie year with the juice balls, hit 50 million home runs. Hasn't been as good since. This year, the guy is legit. Like, in the Yankees' series, hit like 19 hits. It felt like a two-game. felt like he's on base every single time. Sticking him in that lineup. He's hitting a ton of home runs. Like you said, 97 RBIs. Judges 100, but that's not important. <laughs> uh, the staff's been really good, especially the Carrasco and uh, Bassett, like you were saying. They've been better than I think expected for what they bring to the table. Uh, but got to ask, are you peaking too early? Are you doing this this peak thing a little early? The, like The Phillies are having a good run here. The Braves aren't done. Your division I think is more of a race than the AL East to be honest. Oh yeah. Oh
0: 100%, 100%. but that's why I'm putting a lot of weight into these 11 11 yeah. games started this past weekend, 3 against Philly, four, 4 in Atlanta and then 4 in Philly. That's really a stretch where you can extend this, right? You're at you're at 6 or 7 in the division over the Braves, you're at 9 or 10 over the Phillies. If you get a really good stretch out of this, you can really put some distance yeah. there. And with that September schedule we've been referencing, yeah. you can be able to then maybe hit a lull and then kind of play your best. Try to you know gear up and play your best baseball at the end of September. Maybe manage some guys a little bit better, some injuries. But that's why this stretch is it's so important. And you're right, it's 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 world champs, man. Like the yeah. world champs are still there. And I the know we beat them every
2: year. They're like oh, average, and all her. of a sudden they come out of nowhere and well, start
1: running at the end. The thing is we've been mentioning the Mets' September schedule. I'm pretty sure it's two against Washington, one against the Braves, one against the Pirates, one against the Cubs, like I'm talking to you guys. Like, if if we handle the Braves, it's a cakewalk schedule, it really is. So.
2: Wouldn't to, it, it wouldn't be the most Met thing ever to blow to that lead to collapse. against oh, yeah, have a game against the Pirates and all of a sudden you get swept and it's all <laughs> just, yeah, the, no, the, it's, right, over, it's down to the one game, over. in the yep. lead, something like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable! I've seen that Met thing happen before.
1: Let's talk about a team who's running away with their division, respectfully, the Dodgers, twelve and zero over their last twelve. I believe they are nine and zero with Gallo. They
2: are. Malt. What do you feel about that? We mentioned before about going from Rodgers to Mahomes, Imagine going from the Yankees to the Dodgers when you're the worst player in baseball. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why the Dodgers took them. Uh, he did his second home run last night off a position player. But he has a couple hits now at the Dodgers. He's been, he's, I think I saw he's slashing, like, 267 for them right now, which would be 100 points higher than he was with the Yankees. Uh, good for Dallow, I guess. I, I mean, I can't believe a team other than, like, the Rangers traded for him back just because the fans might like them. But he's going to be in the postseason. I, he's not good at baseball. I don't know. Like not, The Dodgers are really good. The Dodgers lineup is very, very good. Mookie, I think, has even had a better year than last year. Once again, he's like a generational talent type guy. Kershaw's hurt. I don't know. Is he like hurt, hurt?
0: Yeah. It might was, be one of
2: those veteran guys taking a couple
0: of
1: weeks
2: yeah. off. No, I think he's hurt.
0: Up. I think it's his back, isn't yeah. it, or something? So, or his if shoulder. he's not
2: in the postseason, that could hurt then, but that lineup's crazy. Yeah, Max I mean, Muncy, uh, if
1: he starts playing ball the way he is used in yeah, the past year. Yeah, and they had the
2: best line of baseball, and you stuck Freddie Freeman, who bats 300 <laughs> plus every single year with 30 homers, and they just stuck him in the middle and he's a lefty. I mean, it's just, that lineup's incredible. So, honestly, unless they play the Mets, I don't see a team playing with them right now.
0: Well, and they own their own division, right? They've made the Padres look silly this yep. past week, oh, they played like them. The and the Giants, the, the Giants, like yeah.
2: 105 wins last mm-hmm. year?
0: Yep. What happened to them? Falling they off. They were selling, they were looking to sell oh. at the deadline. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And the Dodgers, and this whole Gallo thing, which it kind of, I don't know. I still kind of, I not not feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for us talking about it just because it feels like when we were back in middle school and there was the one kid that just wasn't good enough. But the so, so, you, no. so you rolled it a little bit slower yeah. so that he could, you know, rip a single into the gap or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's hitting home runs off position players. Like, he's not necessarily doing this. He's been 267. He's probably had, what, 13 at-bats? Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, come on. Hits. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, come on. it's yeah. It just feels it, – it's getting to that point where it was cool these first little, like, couple yeah. games after he got traded and the yeah. whole stat of – The Yankees were 0 for right after they traded them, and then the Dodgers haven't lost since. Now I'm like, we got to. Yeah, news, news cycle coming. We're in. We're, on, we're back on the whole like, how the hell did they even trade for this guy in the first place? Like, why did this great happen? a
1: Prospect from a team.
0: Yeah, how? Guy. How?
1: I don't know. And it's, it, first and first it's a good organization
0: too. It's, we're not yeah. talking about like the Nationals yeah. trading.
1: Hire his 18th prospect. Right. Yeah, no. Like,
0: the, the, the talk about this guy is that he's
2: got like a legit fastball that he great. throws in like, upper nineties. We got a guy that could throw a baseball very, very hard. for <laughs> Joey Gallo, who had like yeah, that's crazy. He had like 12 hits this year. <laughs> Bill <laughs>
1: value is not the, no, like Chili's coupon. Yeah.
2: Did you guys see that stat that Joey Gallo has two career sack flies?
1: Yes. That's, yeah, I did see that. That's sad. And that's embarrassing. And one as a Yankee.
2: So, that's, his like five years for the Rangers. He had one for the Rangers <laughs> and one for the Yankees. And we got a guy that could throw a baseball over 95 for him. That's, that's embarrassing, honestly, for Joey Gallo. That's but, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's unreal. It's unrealistic.
1: So, let's talk about another team within the NL West, uh, the Padres. They got some things going on. Tati Jr. now loves steroids. Um, they just rated for Soto. What What's this mean for the Padres?
0: Oh, uh, this is – I mean, listen, like, it, this is – the most, how do I put this? How do I articulate this, the best way I possibly can? We are going to see the most major league baseball-like NBA playoffs ever. The NBA is known for teams tanking for certain positions. Specifically, the Clippers did it a few years ago. Intentionally tried to not play the Lakers, and boy, did that backfire on them. And uh, and and now we're gonna see, we are gonna see teams do this for seeding in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Padres, they can't play the Dodgers. First of all, I don't think they want to see Atlanta, but I think them and Atlanta kind of, that matchup would be really interesting. I think it would be really competitive series. I know it's only a three game set. uh, If they, if they both go in as wild cards, but they can't, they can't play the Dodgers in round two. They just can't do it. Dodgers own them psychologically on the field, off the field. They own San Diego. So I don't know what they got to do to avoid playing the Dodgers, get on the other side of the bracket. But whatever they got to do, they got to do it.
2: Yeah, and I agree. They're saying actually the Yankees have a better matchup if they're the two seed and the one seed right now for because uh, the wild card teams could probably be Toronto, and this way the Yankees would probably play the Guardians in the second round. But I agree. Like no one, I, I think no one wants to play the Padres either. Yeah, like that. They're a very good. I mean, they got a couple. They got Snell, Clevenger. Darvish, Darvish, they Musgrove's have, been they good. Have Soto now, like they have Machado, like they have guys like yeah. that, you, that you don't normally see from a wild card team. Right, the like, wild card team might like, have a couple guys you got to battle them off. This is a legit baseball team. I mean, now that Tatis Jr. is not coming back, that really uh, hinders their lineup a little bit. But yeah, I wouldn't want to play them either if I'm anyone. You know, yeah. you, I'd rather play. I, I mean, the NL is tough because like the Braves are the same argument. Right. Like defending champs, they're still very very good, and you got to play that with a wild card. But yeah. It's gonna to be tough matchups the whole way. I think the NL is definitely gonna have a lot more top-heavy teams than the AL in the playoffs.
0: Well, in the second year, the NL West is just disgustingly good, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, last year that uh, the Giants and the Dodgers tied. You know, they had to play one sixty-three. That obviously, in case you're new to baseball this year, game one sixty-three will not happen anymore. It goes off of run differential, which really? I, I think is stupid. That. It's I think it's BS. I think the ghost runner thing. I heard an interesting thing about the ghost runner rule. I thought that was interesting. I think after the All-Star break, it should go away. Because all the wins count the same, but you know those games after the All-Star break are more important. Like, as we get into September and October... And that's that to me is more of like if you're gonna keep the ghost runner, I don't know if I really want to keep it. I'd have to think more about it's it. It's more of a
1: time thing for the MLB, networking on TV. I think like I you saw something like gar- ninety set of hours,
2: and before eleven or eleven or less innings now with the ghost runner. Yeah, right. yeah, so like I think I think
1: it's a timetable thing, kind of like how the NFL and NBA has gotten their time yeah, down. I like I like the
2: ghost runner too for the bullpen sake. Like you're mm-hmm. not using six arms. Like right, the Yankees right, right. played someone the other day. They went like. Thirteen or the Cardinals, they like thirteen or fourteen innings. They use six bullpen arms. I mean, yeah, you can still get
1: to thirteen or fourteen yeah. innings. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but they're, and the next day that the, they're, they're talking about other case like, okay, like I don't. The Yankees have like two guys they can actually use today because no, one, like the Yankees, like most teams, don't like to triple up on guys right. and stuff like that. So I like it in that aspect. Hopefully, it's quicker. And for what it's worth, it is a little more exciting if you're the home team and mm. you you got a zero in the top of the tenth. Oh like, yeah. it's like oh, the boys, you know, bunt and a base hit and it's yep. over with. Like, yeah, I like that part of it. But that's not an awful, like, you in the second
0: half, none of the... I, I just think, think you think? get into these division races, and it just seems a little... It just seems odd, yeah. you know, to have that guy out there. You know, like, you know, who knows? Yeah, they, yeah, if, no, they, if, if the Mets exactly. are playing the Braves, you know, they're at the last week of September into yeah. October, and it's, you know, it, it's for the division... Yeah. I don't know if I really want to be decided with a ghost runner. Okay, I, I kind of want like that, a, you know, to be played out. Like two sides of the coin
2: type thing. Like, right. Because like real baseball, like real baseball, like you, yeah, you want to grind mm. out that 10th, 11th. Like you got to earn the guy on, mm. you got to earn him getting him over it, all that stuff. When the more casual fan, I guess, it's a lot more exciting right. when they start there. But I see what you're saying. It's like more of a grind. Of like, you, yeah, you want to make the Braves have to get guys and move them over, not just start mm. with someone on second base.
0: And, and cool. I've, I, I've heard people float around the idea of the ghost runner starts after X. So whatever it is, you yeah, go, he, you go yeah, the tenth or the eleventh, yeah. starting in the twelfth, the Ghost Runner. I mean, he's still gotta get comes on. home, Two right. or something like that. Something's yeah, yeah, gotta happen for yeah. him to get home. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean, hits, he wraps up all my notes for this show. I mean, i, mean, I know we talking some KD stuff, but there's not. Yeah, too listen, much KD's about
0: soft. That. I think we're at the point where that's pretty. It's like you know that's even Wikipedia verified information at this point. He wants Sean Marks and and Steve Nash fired or otherwise trade him and. If I'm Joe Psy, who, by the way, Joe Psy, he donated the Yale Lacrosse brand new locker room that they got two years ago. And and I know them because I worked there for a summer. Um, so I still follow the team and everything like that. I knew they got this new thing. and I thought I recognized the name Psy because I think it's like called uh, Psy Complex or Center or whatever. Yes, and I'm like, hmm. And then I hear Joe Sai, the owner of the Nets, and I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. So now he's got a tough decision to make. And Mo, I'm at the point – I've been thinking a lot about this. I'm at the point you make KD sit. I I call his bluff. And this is this is poker. The guy's sitting on, you know, two twos and a, and a seven. Like, I, I'm calling his bluff. And, and I'm going to sit there and say, you're not going to sit out. You claim to love the game of basketball so much. I don't think you're going to sit out. You either sit out or you play. You sign a contract. It's not our problem. You know, I, I think it goes from there.
1: You get two cards in uh, poker. And if you had two twos, you're off. Oh, off. You so off. play three no,
0: cards.
2: Yep, say there's three-card poker. Uh, that's where, where go Goose on. wins okay. his yeah, money yeah, is yeah. in three cards, like right? Omaha, You oh, get God. four, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. You but uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm at culture. Goose is taking the one option that I don't want to take. I'm taking first thing I do is I sit down in a room with him and Kyrie, and, you send to the owner and I imagine. say, let's figure out a way to get this done that doesn't include firing anybody. Like, what do you guys really want? Let's figure it out. Because like we've everyone talks about now with guys owning the team, you gotta you gotta set, set it up somewhere. It's like, if I fire my GM and head coach for you, and you ask for a trade next year, you're the owner of this team, not me anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. So I sit down and say, figure out a way, and if that doesn't happen, I trade them now, I trade them both, and get everything I can back for them. And, like, I like the idea of, like, players sit. But what if KD is really like, all right, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to sit. Then what? <laughs> like then what, then what do you do? Now you're bad. You get nothing for these guys. And the trade value just goes down even more. And then you kind of can't trade him if he sits. Because then it's like he's winning once again. Well, get. then he
1: washes out. He, you missed the biggest factor. These guys want to play basketball. And if they don't, you're retiring. I would honestly you honestly.
2: Kyrie it- Irving? <laughs> I think Kyrie – I'm not even trying to be mean. I think if Kyrie sat out because he, want, like, he wanted something and he didn't get it, he would personally think – he thought because he didn't get vaccinated. What was his quote like? Guys that do like stand out, keep the world moving, or something yeah, like that. He thought, it was Muhammad he, thought Ali. he did that for not getting a COVID vaccine. Imagine if he get sat out th- for something. Like I think he would think he's Martin Luther King Jr. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like, he, he might already think. Yeah. That. yeah <laughs> so Kyrie Irving. I would. I like again like when it comes he to basketball, to basketball it doesn't get better than KD and Kyrie. It's tough to figure out like what they could trade for to really get that value back. Try to make it work. But yeah, I like the the threatening like sit or play. I, I trust me, I've said it a bunch of times. Cleo Mack, I said sit him or you know we're not trading him. Yeah. But it does it almost it's it so hard for that to happen. What it's is like, the
1: value though of a toxic 34 year old and toxic 31 year old that will implode your team?
2: Kyrie now wants to finish out his contract. Did oh, this didn't this all stem yeah, from Kyrie
0: not getting a long term deal? Like, well, wasn't that what kicked it all off? The beauty is that quote, and I think in the quote somewhere he says. Dare to be different, yeah. like some ridiculous thing like that, and then he opted in all because of the money, yeah, dude. You're not different, <laughs> you're not different than anybody. But didn't, it, didn't he want a big deal? They're like,
2: We're not giving you that full deal, so then KD was like, All right, I'm out then. Isn't that literally the yeah. kind of did? no? What happened was
1: Kyrie wouldn't sign his one year deal to stay with yeah. the team, so then KD's like, Okay, let's see how this plays out. Kyrie signs his deal, and then KD asks out because he doesn't want to play with Kyrie. It looks it's like. like the whole none of it makes sense, none of it makes yeah, sense. No. It makes no sense. And at the end of the day, it's all on Sean Marks. It's all on Joe Tai for bringing in these toxic guys. Now,
2: is it worth it? Yeah, I'm all the Neff fans have made all, all those memes of Zion, KD, and Kyrie and Nick jerseys. Laugh now. Laugh yeah. now. Because we're getting Donovan Mitchell, and I'm going to have at least hope. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Zion, years. couple guys. I don't need Zion. Just give me Donovan Mitchell a little bit of hope, man. That's all
0: I want. <laughs> Didn't Zion just sign an extension to stay in New Orleans? I mean come oh, on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Didn't KD just sign an extension to stay in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but
0: we I don't think he, I dude, I don't think he's gonna get I don't think he's gonna get traded. And I gotta tell you, the value goes down because of all the leaks that come out. Yeah. Oh, so and so's offered this, so and so's offered that. Oh well see I don't have to offer as much anymore now to get yeah. to get KD. It's and, and I saw somebody in Kyrie's camp try to leak what the Nets wanted the contract structure to be. That it was, he would get paid a percentage of his salary based on how many games he played. Yeah. Shocker, you get paid on how many days you show yeah. up to work, right? Like, who would have thought that would be a thing? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where in, else in this country you could ever find that.
2: <laughs> yeah, how but, dare uh, you expect him to show
0: up? And, and then they get off days every other day. Like, you gotta show up it's right. like three times a week. Yeah. So but that's gonna wrap it up for the NBA. That kind of wraps it up.
2: NBA's run for players. For um,
0: players. Yeah, well we'll see how far that goes and how far Katie and Kyrie can take that.
1: LeBron effects ruin the game. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. Do you guys
0: they, think his number they, they, yeah, they are no, gonna retire. They are gonna retire his number. Anybody that's wearing it currently will get grandfathered in. I said this actually, I wanna make this point here before we go. I actually think it would be really cool if LeBron's the last guy to wear it. Like I think, oh my, w- oh my in baseball, how perfect is LeBron it? Them, how yeah. perfect is it that Jackie Robinson's number was retired and it was worn by a legend? Last, oh yeah. like yeah. the last person to ever wear oh, that uniform,
1: no. was way, Mariano no. Rivera. You're right.
0: I think I think that would be cool. Like, listen, yeah, I'm no, sorry, no, I, I don't, I don't want you know John Smith Jr. the fifth to be the last one to wear number We're six. twenty-three
2: then. That's well, like that's What say, know, happens? Now. What happens when like, Jordan dies? Oh, dude, they built them... They're going to they retire they 23 then. No, they changed the
1: logo finally from Bumble. Well, West. Well, uh,
2: LeBron died. From Bumble West? The logo
1: again.
0: <laughs> what do you have against the logo?
1: I don't know, but I also know... Or, before we go way off the rails, we can end the show. But I, I do know one theory is almost tangible. Oh, God. LeBron oh. was made in the lab. No father. Made in the lab to... Be in the NBA? <laughs> no, I'm just
0: saying. I'm <laughs> the, just saying. The kid from... You heard it here first. The kid wrong. from Akron was made in a lab. Made in a lab. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to do it here. Don't uh, too much the boys. The the other big piece of news is Serena Williams is retiring. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit uh, about yeah, that. Uh, totally at the end of man. August, into uh, I believe through uh, September 10th, is the women's final of the U.S. Open. She is done after the U.S. Open. She is not technically retiring, I believe, is the official wording. Evolving from the game of tennis is how she worded it. So uh, all the best to her. Uh, Tiger Woods turned down $750 million to join the Live Tour. What? I want to I want to live a life where I can turn down $750 million. That would be nice. Joel and Wolf, plenty of more to talk about. Molt, thanks Pirate. for coming in. Yeah, uh, let, for let the people know where they can reach you on social media. Uh, at
2: EricM46 on all platforms.
0: Yeah, you can reach me at Goose on the Mic on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us some fan mail, some hate mail, uh, whatever. Secret admirers, I don't really care. Met fans, Yankee fans, Jet fans, Giant fans, really don't care. Maybe Philly fans stay out of it. Um, but, uh, Joel, it's 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 always a blast. Where might the people be able to find you and or the podcast? Uh,
1: you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Good Old Joel's. Uh, you can reach our uh, Instagram at airitout.podcast and Twitter at podcastairitout. Any questions, comment, uh, questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, you can feel free to reach us at those.
0: There you go. And we'll, uh, Jolan, we'll get back more into this thing more consistently here uh, as we continue to roll on. I know we were a weekly podcast schedule and kind of messed that up. But as we get to football here, we will come at you with more content, more excitement. And, you know, I appreciate everybody that's reached out to me and to you, Jolan, that's loved the podcast. We do appreciate you guys. Uh, and, uh, Jolan, That's going to be it for episode 64, and uh, until the next Edwin Diaz trumpet save, and uh, until episode 65,
1: LeBron was made the test to put in the books.